Okay, I'm going to do it. I'm going to do the thing. Welcome to Pop Culture Failure, where we watch a thing from pop culture and tell you how it is a failure. I'm Sky. Oh, shit. That's your line. Yeah. Sky sounds like shit today, so Jake's doing the intro. Yeah. You were real close, though. You screwed up the last couple of lines, but you almost I, got it. I almost got it. Uh, We're back, baby, and, and Sky's got garbage throat. Yeah, I've been gargling with hot asphalt. So I've got this cool jazz voice. Yeah, I don't think you know what you sound like. <laughs> I don't. I I've been I I've barely spoken since Friday, and uh, that's probably largely why you haven't been coughing as much because I haven't really said anything out loud since Friday. Yep. Probably, probably from your point of view, it sounds like smooth jazz, but uh, from our point of view, it sounds like you have cholera. <laughs> It's probably not that, but in my head, it does sound cool. I, I know yeah. it won't translate, but it does sound cool in my head. In my head, normally my voice doesn't sound like it does out loud. It doesn't sound as uh, terrible. So it's I mean, happening been, to all of us. I've been editing these for long enough that I have a pretty good idea as to what I sound like in real life. I mean, to me, you sound like you do in real life and on the podcast. Okay. Well, Does that, does that make sense? A little. But in any event, yeah, we're watching Pirates of Darkwater after a hiatus because Jake's wife had a baby. It's that, true. That phrasing makes it sound like it was a surprise. <laughs> it was not. We were in the middle of a podcast and we were like, oh shit. Did you pee yourself? Oh no, there's a baby. Okay. That makes <laughs> more sense. Yeah, uh, so uh, probably not this episode, but I'm sure in future episodes there will be some crying in the background. For sure. I mean, maybe this episode. I don't know. I think he's asleep right now. That he's doesn't mean anything. He's a baby. Babies do what they yeah. want. Yeah, this baby does exactly what he wants and nothing else. <laughs> baby's got to do what a baby's got to do. I think there's a whole franchise based around that one line. Uh, is that uh, Rugrats? I'm pretty sure. I didn't actually ever I was watch like, the Rugrats, but I'm pretty sure. I was like, Sky, thing. are you quoting are you quoting Boss Baby at me? <laughs> I am not. I was, in fact, quoting the Rugrats, I'm pretty sure. That's, I don't know how the yeah, line I, actually I, goes. I think Tommy says something to that effect. I don't know if the entire franchise is based around that, but that is a line he says. Prove it. Okay, I guess next time we'll be doing Rugrats as our show, which is not a pop culture failure. And there well, are we'll be interviewing a Tommy lot of Pins. them. Yes. I once uh, knew a guy whose last name was Picklesmeyer. I didn't know him personally. <laughs> but like that was his last name. And I was like, that's pretty damn cool. My it's last not name a bad is last name. Ertl. That's nothing. <laughs> it's a sound. <laughs> It's a sound you make when you drop a wrench on your foot. <laughs> Erdl! It's yeah. a surprised noise. Yeah. You're shocked. So when we last left off, the nothing had happened, and we will continue that trend. <laughs> what are you talking about? So much happens disciples. in this episode. And we open up like we so often do, with uh, the Dagrons attacking the Wraith and the, the crew trying to fight him off. God damn, they just can't outrun this 
ocean's gotta be very very tiny after all it's like a backyard pool like there you're never <laughs> too far away from anything you can't throw a monkey bird without hitting another boat except it's just the two boats i forgot how racist the term monkey bird sounds yeah uh just on its own <laughs> Especially coming from what I can only assume sounds like a really garbled up old man voice. Yeah. <laughs> Goddamn monkey birds taking our jobs. Uh, and you're, no matter how sick you are, your whiteness really shines through your voice, Scott. Oh, for sure. I'm like a fluorescent tube that wished to be a real boy. <laughs> yeah, basically. This attack by the Dagrons goes on for quite some time. There's some Minga Melon nonsense. Yeah. Uh, at one point, Conk... Picks up, uh, to, what the hell's her name? Tula? Tula, yeah. Tila. Tula. Tila. Tila's the Masters of the Universe lady. No, you're thinking of Tila Tequila. That's it. That's, yeah, the same one. Tila Tequila from Masters of the Universe. Right. She had that show, A Shot at Love, with uh, Tula Tequila. Uh, I got, uh, I got an ad. Was it an ad? Yeah, I think it was an ad on Instagram, maybe, um, from Target. <laughs> that was like celebrate celebrate black history month oh, and it had it had it had action figures of i guess the two black characters from masters of the universe and okay. uh, that's how they were and they go on sale um on tuesday and they wanted me to know that and it just seemed like a weird way to tell me to celebrate black history month by being like buy the only two black characters in this entire franchise <laughs> that is odd and also not what i thought you were going to say Oh, so I thought well, you were going to nothing. say that they were celebrating Black History Month with Tila Tequila, who is a Asian woman. I'm pretty sure. Oh no, it was unrelated to her. Okay, it was the Masters of the Universe part. Right. Luckily, still pretty weird. But yeah, Cog picks her up by her belt by stabbing a trident at her. I don't know if this was his intent or not, but he sure did do it. Like, she yeah, whips a knife. Yeah, he got her hooked. She whips a knife at him and. Instead of stabbing him to death or, I don't know, cutting her belt, uh, he drops the, the trident and they both fall from the Dagron and all of a sudden, I've forgotten everyone's name. Ayaz. No, the- Ren. The, Ren, yes. Ren. Ren teleported up into the rigging from the helm uh, in order to catch her like a hero would. And he did. He caught her in that net. Yeah. Conk falls into the ocean, and you're like, maybe he'll finally die, but he doesn't. And Ren steals uh, Nidler's, quote, last mink melon, even though there were a bunch still left on the deck. Yeah. Throws it at another guy. If these melons are so precious, why are they always so loose? I don't like, know. Shouldn't they be in a, a crate or a bag or something? He's always just, like, standing next to a loose pile of melons. It's hard. You've never been at sea. Yeah, it- if I was, I wouldn't put the rolling thing on the deck loose. <laughs> well, they hadn't invented square melons yet, Jake. I mean, it's now, and I've still never actually seen a square melon in real life. Because they're a bitch Just in that one that episode way. of The Simpsons. <laughs> I mean, you could technically do that with any produce, if you got there early enough. Yeah, it's who's just got the time? It's just a pain to do. Yeah. Got- I've seen molds that have like faces shaped into them. So like there's apples I've, with faces and it's like I don't want I've seen that the pumpkins, all. yeah, that they they grow them so they got a Frankenstein face in them. No, thank you. Just give me a fucking apple. The only modification I want is when you inject some like grape DNA in there. So we got some grapples. Those are delicious. I haven't seen I mean, one in apples, a long time. 
apples don't make sense because it's not a decoration. You're gonna eat that. But a pumpkin, like it's Halloween time. Put a put a, a spooky face in there. You're yeah, gonna do right. it anyway. Those you want to last for a long time. Yeah. Ideally, yeah. they don't dissolve apples on your porch. <laughs> apples you just want to last until the caramel's hot enough to dip it in. <laughs> I made the mistake of buying some ambrosia apples because I'd forgotten oh. that they aren't very good. Yeah? Yeah. I, I either every forgot time I get or to didn't this... know, but like, it ah. was very disappointing. They're just... Oh, that sucks. They're slightly different colored from Red Delicious, but they've got the same consistency and kind of lack of flavor. Ah, boo. Very disappointing. Every time we get apples, I forget which ones are the really good ones. Because um, <laughs> there's like the three kinds that are like the cheaper kinds that aren't Red Delicious, like Gala and, and Jazz and... Um, Fiji, uh, I feel like, is another Fiji, yeah. pretty cheap one. Yeah. It's pretty good. Those those are the cheap ones that are pretty good, and I can't remember. I can never remember the order that they're good. I think Jazz is the top. <laughs> Because that's what we have right now. Be helpful. They would just post that somewhere in the supermarket. Listen, I know the pink ladies are the best, but I can't spend that much money every week <laughs> on something I'm only eating because I feel guilty because I'm going to eat way more cookies than apples. <laughs> it's, to ba- it's called balance. We all need it in our lives. Yeah. Like how yesterday, I could not keep mine. <laughs> Yeah. I wasn't dizzy per se. I just couldn't stand up good. I mean, I've never been able to stand up great, so... That must be awful to live like that. I, you know, I live life on the edge of falling over pretty much always. Very top-heavy. Yeah, I've noticed that about you over the Got these weird little legs. (laughs) Yeah. I will fall, and I will fall hard. My favorite's still that time where you just got up. And you, we were in the armor house, and all of a sudden you just fell over. And I thought that you had I been missed, shot or something, because you went down I so the, quickly. <laughs> I believe I missed the arm of the chair. I went to put my weight on it, and I just biffed it. <laughs> Might have been it. It really looked like you had been sniped. <laughs> so you went down so fucking hard. Before, j- Just before I uh, knew you, we had uh, Civil War days in 8th grade. <laughs> right. And, um, Which is horrifying, cul- essentially, to me. Yeah, well, the the day would culminate in the the eighth grade class being split into the north and south, and having a mock battle. And you had your uh, fake broomstick guns, and you'd re- charge at each other. Mm-hmm. And the the history teacher, who was a civil war reenactor, had a uh, cannon that would like make the big boom, but obviously not shoot anything. But he shot it, and I tripped and fell as he shot it. And he said uh, the next day, he said. From, ac- from across the field, he just shot this thing, and I went down, and it all timed out perfectly that he thought I he had shot me with a cannon on accident. I only put a cola can in there. I didn't think it hit the kid. <laughs> I, uh, yeah, I had, just, I had just tripped and fallen. That's all. Yeah, but, I mean, yeah, over the course of your life, you've learned how to take a fall, which is... Uh, oh, yeah, I'm good at it now. Yeah, it's a, it's a decent skill to have. Uh, speaking of decent skills to have. Yes. Uh, Podcasting. Right. Yeah, the most useful of all skills. <laughs> so the uh, the Maelstrom is catching up to the Wraith, and because everybody on the Wraith is a very good pilot of ships or whatever, they steer it towards the teeth of some monster that they made up for this show. 
uh, which is like a rock outcropping that's all spires and deadly to ships. And Ayaz wants to steer away from it, but Ren says, no, we'll steer directly the, at it. For the most part, this planet that's covered in water and almost entirely inhabited by ships, does not. it does not want ships on it. No. It is doing its all to destroy every ship that is on the planet. Yeah, it's almost as though this planet hates everyone on it and doesn't want yeah. them to live on it. And the dark water is the planet's reaction to the horrible spawn of living people i was just gonna say yeah maybe maybe the dark water is the good guy it might be but like there's a small circle of rock that they might be able to get through if they they got in the sails which means brings bring it in approximately two feet yeah they gotta thread the needle is what ayaz says i believe the hole's too small for the maelstrom to go through but it's just big enough for the wraith to get through uh, and somehow they're able to, like, stall the ship enough that as the tide goes in, like, you see a bunch of jagged rocks on the bottom when it goes out. It's not really the tide. It's more like waves. But they're able yeah. to uh, stall the ship long enough for it to go over when it's not going to scrape the shit out of the ship. But they do scrape off Krunk, which isn't nothing. Yeah. He was clinging to a pontoon that I didn't know that the ship had. Was it where the race I mean, was a I, boat? Yeah, I don't know. <laughs> there are uh, big floaties on the side. And I also feel like they used the most of their bullshit vernacular in this episode. Well, it's uh, I think technically the beginning of season two, they had to come in swinging. I guess. But they made it through the thing. And Aya says, hey, we did it. We made it through. And then a flaming rock comes down. Was it, were we supposed to believe that came from the random flaming rocks that were the rock ridge, or did that come from the maelstrom? I don't know. I think okay. it. I th- I don't think it's the maelstrom. Okay, I wasn't right? sure how to read it. I'm not sure. Let me. I rewound it so I could watch it again because I don't know. Because like, there's no flaming rocks or anything as they go through. There are some right before they hit the uh, the little aisle. Or eye hole there. Yeah, I guess there's a bunch <laughs> falling around them as they as they enter. So I guess the rock spires are also volcanic? Because, fuck it, why not? Or they just shoot fireballs? Sure. They, why they wouldn't they also do that? In, they floated into a level in Mario. Yeah, because <laughs> there's, there's fireballs flo- falling around the, the maelstrom as well. Yeah. And... We cut to the maelstrom, and Bloth immediately blames or yells at Meth Jafar, like, how long will it take to go around this rock ridge? And he says, two days. Which isn't to Bloth's liking. He, in fact, hates that. Yeah, uh, very much so. He demands to do it in a day, because he doesn't understand how distance is. Yeah. What does he say, day or I'll kill you? Yeah. well, Something to that effect. Uh, a day at most, or I'll feed you to the Constrictus, and also this fucking guy, because Conk was able to climb back on board. Oh, yeah, yeah. It's like, stop threatening to kill him and just fucking do it, you coward. Yeah. If you stop don't like him that the much, just do it. The Constrictus has failed you every time we've seen it. It really has. <laughs> Once it got picked up by a crane game, great, yeah, a crane <laughs> game arm. That's embarrassing for everyone involved. Yeah. But especially the Constrictus. (laughs) Yeah. 
So we cut over to the Wraith. Tool is piloting the ship, and Ayaz and Ren are trying to use paste to put the ship back together. I guess the rock that fell through, it, it smashed through the top deck and also through the bottom of the ship, but it didn't damage it enough to sink it, but it is filling not with water. Yeah, not sink it immediately, but it seemed like, I mean, the first hole's pretty big. You'd think that second one would, you know, be yeah, it just as punched big. Straight through the ship, but it looks like it just broke it just a little bit. Just so enough. They're able to use Borka paste, I think they called it. That sounds like a thing they'd say. Yeah, which I think is the paste that they got covered with, or uh, Ren and uh, Nidler got covered in that one time. Ah. I could be wrong. It could be something yeah. new that they made up for this. It doesn't matter. A, a lot has happened to me since the last time we podcasted, uh, so <laughs> it's all it's all been pushed out of my brain. Yeah, that's fair. Um, my life got flipped, turned upside down. Sure did. But luckily, while they're arguing about uh, where they need to go and how they can't let the ship sink, uh, Ren is within arm's reach of where he hides the treasures. But at least they're in a cabinet or something, like a little hidden compartment. Yeah, because I think before he just had it under a loose floorboard, and now it seems to be like an actual smuggler place. I'm surprised he's not just trying to hold all seven of them in one hand at all times. (laughs) That's what the bag's for, so you can hold them all at once. Yeah, for regular people, but he seems like a bit of a dum-dum. Uh, is it? You're only basing that on all of the things that he's done and said so far. It's, yeah, you're right, that's not fair. But just for emphasis, he does show us the jewels. And we hear Nidler go like, oh, the, the seven treasures of rule. It's like, well, there's 13 total, so don't sound <laughs> so impressed. Still I guess six more to go. I mean, I guess you gotta do show it and explain it every time in case this is the first time a child has turned this on, right? Uh possibly. You gotta sell those action figures. That's definitely true. They argue to the point where we gotta find a port to park this thing and fix it, or we're gonna die. And yeah. Tula pops in the box. Which is right. Tula pops in, she says, Well, I found a port. It's Octopon. And, which, uh, if you'll recall, which I do recall this, it's where Ren is from. Right. And also it got eaten by dark water. Yes. Uh, and it's Aya spooky. seems to be like, hey, Tula, can you be cool for a second? That's where, <laughs> that's, where that's Ren's home city and it's dead. And Tula, we also went to Tula's home city that was dead and they brought it back to life. Yeah. So like she, she doesn't give a fuck. She just doesn't want to die like, on a it- boat. Well, probably also, if anything, like she's like, well, maybe we'll fix it. We did that before. She is an ecomancer now. That's true. I mean, maybe there's a demon or something living in a tree at this one. I don't remember that specific story very well, but I'm uh, pretty sure we, that happened. Well, I bet there's a podcast we could go back and listen to if we did want to know Yeah, it. that's true. And you, all of you listening should. <laughs> Sky and I absolutely will not. Nah. I listen to it enough when it gets edited. And I got shit to do. <laughs> so, uh, Ren perches up on the top of the ship. And he's like, ah, Octopond, everything's different now. It's like, well, yeah, dude, everyone's dead. And <laughs> yeah. everything's destroyed. It's a city of death, man. It'd be weirder if nothing happened. 
if you saw the dark water take it over and then it just washed back out and you fled and went on this whole crusade and actually everything was fine, that would be way worse, I think. What are you sacrificing yourself for? <laughs> you almost died a lot. You lost these fucking treasures like 50 times. <laughs> but wouldn't you know it, dark water springs up and tries to eat the ship. Oh yeah, it's just trying to slap that ship out of the water. Yeah, like a venom symbiote. At every turn. Trying to be a yeah. Is this pre-venom? I feel like no. It's gotta be close to the same time, because this is 1991. When was Hold the on. first Secret Wars? Because that's when the Venom costume was introduced. I don't think Venom the character came about until sometime after, but... yeah. The comic was certainly at his peak at the, in the 90s. So the uh, this is post-Venom. The symbiote costume shows up in... Um, it's introduced as a, a living alien costume in Amazing Spider-Man uh, 252 in 1984. But it's not Venom until Amazing Spider-Man 300 in 1988. Right, so... Original plan was to kill Eddie Brock and have the Venom costume go around to different guys like Dr. Octopus or the Scorpion or J. Jonah Jameson because they thought that'd be cool. But then everybody liked Eddie Brock, so then they just had him become the lethal protector. Yes. That's some comics knowledge for you. Uh, I, think it's on, I think it's on Flash Thompson right now, isn't it? No. In the comics? It's not I anymore? I don't think so. It has. I guess it's been a while since I've read anything where he had it on. He had it gave him legs when he was Agent Venom, but I yeah. don't think he has it. I think I think Flash Thompson is dead again. It re- it returned to Brock in 2017. I actually just it's it says right here. So I feel it went with the Scorpion for a while, but then it went from Scorpion to uh, Flash Thompson. I'm pretty sure. It's true. I'm I'm looking at that right here. Okay. The, the Wikipedia page is full of this kind of stuff. Yeah. Information. <laughs> it's nice to have. Yeah. The podcast is like a Wikipedia page, but less conducive to you learning something and more prone to ramblings like this. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, so, <laughs> so we're back on the ship. There's a bunch of black water black, or dark water. Black water is a song by the Doobie Brothers. Um, is that the theme song to this set of episodes <laughs> i uh, wish i thought of that beforehand it's, it's not too late i suppose it's not um did you guys hear jake and sky can't do their podcast anymore because the doobie <laughs> brothers sued them if i do less than 30 seconds we'll be fine um, <laughs> but ayaz is piloting the ship now i'm i don't know why they trade off so frequently uh, and Tula yells at him for not, or she yells, nice steering, Ayaz, which I thought she was complimenting him because he was avoiding all of the black or the dark water. I thought so. T- it was, I remember watching it and being like, I'm not sure what's, what the, the like vibe is right here. Yeah. Her tone conveyed contempt, but he was in fact missing them all. Exactly. Yeah. And he yells at her that, you know, it's hard to pilot a ship that's full of water, which is probably true. Yeah, kayaking is around anything. down there. Oh, you don't have to tell me, man. <laughs> <laughs> Too heavy for those little kayaks. <laughs> but eventually they slam into a port 
and Tula falls down really hard. <laughs> she <laughs> looks like she might have dislocated an arm, but she's fine. <laughs> Does look like it hurts. But as she is complaining to Ayaz about his driving the boat skills, and uh, Ayaz is showing contempt for her because she's a woman, I guess, Ren yells at them to stop complaining at each other and start fixing the boat. I'm going home. And then he has uh, Nibbler lift him off like a fancy boy uh, to go back to his lighthouse. Like a real <laughs> <Fancy> asshole. <laughs> He's got a lot of emotions right now. I guess, but he probably could have done that with a lot more tact. Well, he yeah, didn't I even ask so. Nibbler to fly him. He <laughs> just basically snapped his fingers <laughs> at the help. <laughs> Ren is a fancy boy. You can't deny that. Well, he's a prince. Exactly. He's the fanciest of boys. And also, I'm not sure what he expects them to be able to do. This port is dead, along with everything else on the island. Yeah. I mean, I guess do what they're going to end up trying to do is salvage wood to fix their ship. Yeah. And then if things don't didn't go south like they end up doing, getting the fuck out of there, I suppose. I suppose. There are some wrecked ships still at the port, and uh, they walk over to one that is half broken and sunk. Ayaz hops down into it. He's like, this one's probably mostly fine and stomps real hard and stomps a hole through it. You know, like you'd expect him to because it's a cartoon. <laughs> yeah. And he falls in a, inside the belly of the ship, which is full of little monster bugs. Full of, like, big fucking maggots. They actually just look like taxons, little taxons. They do look like taxons. You're right. It's a, yeah. Or at least how I always pictured taxons. It's exactly how I pictured taxons. The little mouths on the top and too many eyes. Yeah, exactly. It's an upsetting amount of worms. There's a lot of worm death in this episode. I'll put up a, a content warning at the beginning. Yeah, good call. Ayaz is pinned under a single beam that he could probably lift himself, but is being attacked by little worms. So I, uh, you know, he's distracted and I get it. Yeah. And they got little acid mouths. Yeah. They're at the very least drooling that weird venom drool. Just keep that trend going. Do you mean like venom or the drool is venomous? (laughs) I meant like venom because Ah, artists love drawing him like drooling a crazy amount when he was swinging and stuff. I just thought that made him less appealing as a character or as a hero. Can't keep his He's fucking having a wet in his mouth. mouth. Can't keep the <laughs> can't stop himself from drooling like an asshole. <laughs> so I stopped doing that when I was five, thank you very much. Said like well, eight year old me. <laughs> Until right now when this cold has yeah, well, rendered you useless. That doesn't count. You're just drooling all over the microphone. That's yeah, my that's job, my thank you. I'll do what I want. <laughs> yeah, that's fair. Uh, Tula reaches down to try and help him, very ineffectually, because he's like a solid seven feet down, and she reaches like a foot down. But then some worms snap at her, and she's like, well, fuck this, actually. And then, basically on a whim, uh, she runs over and does some gymnastic stuff over the side of the boat. Well, hoping... I don't think it's on a whim. She says... I, there's got to be a different way in there. <laughs> well, yeah, but like she says, as she's doing this action, she didn't test it to see first. She throws herself over the side of the boat, grabs the pole on the deck, 
and swings around to kick a hole through the side of the boat. If, oh, yeah. And she's like, I'm sh- I sure hope my legs don't break. Right. This could have gone very sideways. She could have broke both could have broken both her legs and then fallen directly in the ocean. But she did. <clears throat> Which is probably the worst way to do that. <laughs> uh, but no, she does kick a hole through the side of the boat and lands right next to Ayaz. Miraculously, she also does not get pinned under a beam. And then she's able to pick it up, no problem. I'm not saying that she's not capable as lady, but Ayaz is a lot bigger than her. It seems weird that she was able to pick it up, no problem. She had a better angle on it. It's all about leverage. You've never been pinned under anything. You don't know. I was pinned under that flaming car once. I don't think you were. Prove that you were. I've got the medical records, but you're not allowed to see them because of HIPAA. What if what if you waited this long into knowing me to tell me you were pinned under a flaming car <laughs> at one point in your life? It was last week. <laughs> oh, okay, that's why. Yeah. You were too busy texting me about Pokemon to tell me anything unimportant like that. I had to tell you the important stuff, you're right. <laughs> yeah. Also, that's not how HIPAA works at all. I know. Okay. Uh, people throw that shit I, around I hate- like, it, like they know what it means. Well, I hate that it sounds like hippo, and you always think someone's going to tell you about a hippo, and then they're not. That is also the worst. Yeah. Ayaz pops up, he starts slashing more worms with his sword, and then he picks up Tula, and they both jump out of the boat, and everything's fine. And I guess the worms, while they live in boats and eat them, (laughs) they won't chase you off of them. I guess not. Maybe it's a hive mind, and the queen was like, return to me! Ayaz does say or maybe, eat anything, but I guess they like boats instead of people. I guess, I guess so. is decent of them. Maybe the plot just had to continue on. Well, it could be. Ayaz swears that he'll find something to fix the boat. And then we see three pairs of mysterious, sort of Ninja Turtle-like eyes. <laughs> yeah. We cut back up to the light tower. That's not it. Lighthouse? Yes. That's Which, it. I mean, is a light tower to a degree. Yeah. Ren's just standing at the top, uh, waxing poetic about his shitty life. Meanwhile, uh, the... I was going to call Niddler. him Needlebird, but that's not it. It's Niddler. He's bitching that there's no food, and then he finds half a picture of that lady... Whose name is Jenna, which is so weird that it's such a, like, just basic bitch name. <laughs> It's exceedingly normal for this woman who seems to be half ape. Yes. Which I can appreciate. That's pretty good, I guess. That she just has a regular ass name? Yeah. I mean, Jenna. That's one of my favorite things to do is in Pokemon is to name them something exceedingly normal. Like, I mean, I really like when animals and pets have just people names. Yeah. Like Doug. <clears throat> yeah, that's a great name for an animal. For a Perfect. dog. This is my dog. His name is Doug. This is my yeah. dog. His name is Jeff. Yeah, that's uh, good. When I guested most recently on Pokemon World Tour United, I had a golem, the evolved form of Geodude, and I named him Doug. Like, <laughs> really got Jake Mason off card. Yeah, somehow, this photograph got cracked in half, but it's just the picture of uh, Jenna. It's like a shitty, I glued these seashells to some popsicle sticks kind of frame. 
Or, or uh, I bought this frame at the beach. Well, you bought if you live in the octopon, you bought everything at the beach. Yeah, I guess that's true. Yeah, <laughs> I bought these tacos at the beach. But he looks at the the photograph or the half photograph, and he's like, "There's nothing for me here anymore. Bring me home, Nidler." And Nidler just picks him up and flies him back to the sh- uh, the wraith, making a lot of demands. He's sad. And we know that Nidler has a limit on that, though. Yeah, but Nidler's being a good friend in this one. A little. Meanwhile, Ayaz and Tula are heading back to the ship. They did find some stuff. One of one said stuff seems to be like a big barrel full of what I'm going to guess is beer. Well, you know, no one else is using it in this town. Yeah, beer doesn't go bad like water can. Yeah. Wait. That's not true. No. Uh, but still. But they make it back to the ship, and there's three dudes. Remember those three eyes I said earlier? They're on the ship. The spooky-ass eyes? They're spooky-ass dudes. And the eyes that we saw earlier no longer match the guys that we're seeing right now. And they're like gremlins tearing apart their shit. They also look like Morlocks from x Yeah, they do. A lot of vests. <laughs> A lot of eye patches. Not a lot of raggedy teeth. vests. They announced that on they Octopon, def- everything is fair game, so they're, they're yeah. allowed to steal. And, and at some point, one of them throws a, uh, the wheel of the ship at Ios. <laughs> that was pretty funny. Of all things to steal, the wheel's yeah. pretty solid. That's such a dick move. I mean, <laughs> there aren't any functioning ships here. You're just being an asshole. <laughs> yeah, once... The the wheel knocks Aya's sword out of his hand. That's when Ren comes flying in, yelling a a, a, a high horse speech at them. Is this what's <laughs> come of, of Primus's favorite people? They're like, hey, guy, everyone died like two days ago. I don't know how long it's been. Well, we're just they, trying they to died survive. seven seven treasures ago. But they skedaddle. Um. And then as Ayaz is reaching for a sword, uh, a guy in a green robe shows up, and he's holding what looks to be like a space gun. But it's a Blackwater gun! Yeah. I'm not sure how Tula... I guess she's the Geomancer, so she knew it immediately. But she, she that it was the, a Blackwater gun? Yeah. She would have that tingle, I suppose. I, I mean, you can see that there's Blackwater, and it's clear bulb. I guess. Which... Also would make a, a very effective weapon when you think about it. Because it, yeah, because it fucking eats people. Yeah. Uh, but these robed guys have weird alien heads. Uh, or at least alien, like the standard alien eye that you're picturing, they've got them. Like they they got normal heads, but alien eyes kind of situation? And kind of elf ears. That doesn't really come up. I think uh, those are just their regular ears. <laughs> your regular ears. I wish. <laughs> uh. <laughs> when you hear Sky cough, it's time to turn the page. <laughs> A lot of page. You have to leave that. You have to leave that cough in, so <laughs> that makes sense. Yeah, maybe. <laughs> maybe I just want them to stay on the same page. Ah, you bitch! I control your pages. <laughs> so, uh. The 
the green clan they, their hoods aren't pointy enough to be the clan but like well they i think i think they're the ones that are the dark disciples they're disciples of the dark water yeah they're see. not good guys but you know whatever. no unless it turns out the dark water is cleansing the planet of human evil. The scourge of humans, which I can give up. Yeah. Fuck them up, Dark Water. Yeah. Yeah. But they lead them somewhere. Uh, one of the, the decrepit buildings, I guess. To some guy who's sitting on a throne in a pool of Dark Water. He's got a real sense of the dramatic. It's uh, pretty I impressive. mean, you, you would too, given his situation. Yeah, he's... The Dark Water is doing all the weird Venom tendril shit, and it's very, very dramatic. And then Ren walks up to him, he's like, hey, look here, sir. And then the guy whips out at one arm, which ends in a tentacle, and wraps around his neck. He's like, why don't you shut up, dude? Which is compelling. He did abduct you, why don't you just shut up for a minute? (laughs) Yeah, let him say his piece. Yeah. But then he stands on the dark water, and Tula's amazed, even though we've seen a bunch of people do that before. <laughs> Granted, it's not eating him, which is something we have not seen before, but, like, he can stand on it. I'm pretty sure you stood on it. But then uh, Tentacle Arm starts uh, monologuing about how he came to be. He's he tells wearing... a story about... We're both too excited to talk about how he used to vacuum the ocean floor. (laughs) Well, I was going to describe what he's wearing, because his followers have to wear green robes, but he's wearing a dark, uh, a nice navy robe with a, uh, like a monkey skull (laughs) and his collar. Uh, Top of that monkey skull. It's a snow globe full of black water. That's what it is. Yeah, that's, it's a monkey skull snow globe. Um, that'll come up later a bunch of times. Yeah. But he starts announcing his how he used to live and yeah. He vacuumed the seafloor. <laughs> he sure did. He's got some sort of weird shell backpack that's got a vacuum tube. It's got real Flintstone vibes. Oh yeah, fuck yeah it does. I don't know what animal it's, it's a supposed to be, but yeah. it's doing it. Whatever the hell it is that he's doing. <laughs> But he he vacuumed too deeply and too greedily, and he found the Dark Dweller, and he yeah. ate him with dark water or something. But only his left half. Yeah, the, uh, I guess it got full. So now he's got half of uh, the monster from the Black Lagoon face, and the other side's a people face, but if his skin were like a weird olive green. Yeah, his skin's the same color all over, but he's got a weird fish tube on half his head. Yeah, and a fish mouth, partially. And I guess yeah. vampire teeth Not a fan. for his human yeah. side. And like a Thanos chin. Real Thanos chin energy. A and scroll chin. Yeah, he's got a lot going on. Strong character design. <laughs> yeah. Ayaz tells him to cover up his face because he's gross. And then, uh, not liking it, uh, tentacle guy grabs him and pulls him in. He's like, I'm going to put your face in this fucking dark water. How you like that, bitch? <laughs> uh, and at that point, the dark dweller starts talking through the monkey skull. He's like, no, actually don't do that for plot reasons, I guess. Yes. I don't, I don't remember the reason. He wants to use, ten- he wants tentacle guy to use uh, the son of Primus's friends to coerce 
uh, the son of Primus Ren into uh, giving him the treasures of rule. Yeah, if we if we kill his friends now, there's nothing to use against him to blackmail him with. Right, need leverage, as they call it in yeah. the biz. Yeah, the the biz of show. And then the dark dweller just leaves his his sub I don't know sub oceanic hut or whatever. Well, he and wants he, to eat that weird octopus. Yeah, he eats a weird octopus. We see him kill a just a friendly, cute life. Uh, form on the bottom of the ocean as yeah. it passes by. It's just hanging out. We cut back to the weird place where they're at and Ren is like, alright, fucking fine, I'll give them to you. Because that's how the show goes and he just I'll get it back by the end of the show if I give it to you. Right? It's not an episode of the show if the fucking treasures don't change hands at least once. That's right. We kind of remind us that it's there. They're taken to the Wraith and, like, there's weird earthquakes and shit, and they know that that is, like, a, a forbearance of the Dark Dweller. It's like, well, there's all... It's strange to me that he can't just, like, teleport through the dark water. I mean, I guess, yeah. I, I suppose it's more dramatic if he has to travel. Yeah. He's that TikTok that says, is it me? Am I the drama? Do you know that TikTok's guy? I don't. Oh, it's just a TikTok, TikTok sound. Much. Well, you're you're missing out. I'm, am I though? On my re- on my reference, yes. Oh, okay. I'm comfortable with that. All right, that's fair. So at water gunpoint, Ren leaps onto the ship. Um, and I was wondering why the rest of the crew didn't just hop in there, but I guess they don't have a wheel to pilot the boat, so they wouldn't yeah, be able to get that far. Stole their wheel. Someone stole my wheels. I'm pretty sure they didn't fix it yet either, so they can't sail. But you know who's watching from afar is Bloth. Uh, I don't know how many days it's been, but I guess Meth Jafar kept enough. his promise. Yeah. And they made it there within a day. But there's too much dark water for that big-ass ship to go in, so they're just going to wait pick up the bones when the time comes. But wouldn't you know it, Ren goes to a secret hidey hole, and the fucking treasures aren't there. Son of a bitch. Which, I will say, doesn't make any damn sense. At all. Well, if you if you look at how everything we know so far, not at all. This is not one of those <laughs> shows that gives you the clues ahead of time when you watch it on a second viewing. You're like, oh yeah, this all adds up. Yeah. Uh, well, we'll get there. So Ren hops down, and it's... I thought that he was going to attack these guys, but he didn't. Instead, he's just uh, like... He hops down with a lot of gusto. He does. Uh, but his big plan is, look, I don't have him now, but if you give me some time... And then he gets smacked in the face before he can say, I have this compass that'll lead me directly to them. Because tentacle guy doesn't give a shit. He uh, tentacle slaps with Ren to the ground. Or in this case, the pier. And he's going to shoot him with a dark water gun. Even though the Dark Dweller said don't. Oh, no, he's going to shoot Ayaz first to torture Ren. Yeah, that, which makes sense, which yeah. is what you should do. And there's another commercial break. When we come back, we're still about to do that thing that I just said. But then some lady that's clearly Jill or Jane or what was her name? Je- Jenna. Jenna. I was close. 
uh, she's there. She's wearing a, a green robe, and she throws Ayaz uh, like a war pick with a bone in it for a for a spike. She was hiding in plain sight this whole time. Yeah, can you imagine such a thing? <laughs> um, and Ayaz immediately hits two men into the dark water, who I assume are, you know, uh, just eaten immediately. So we don't see them again, I don't think. Or maybe we do. It's impossible to tell. Hard to, hard to say. Uh, then, magically, Ren does a uh, a cheerleader split kick and kicks his two dudes away. Uh, and Tula's probably fine, too. Uh, yes. Ren grabs his broken sword. Yeah, she, Tula is fine. She grabs her own spiked club. And they all run following the guys that saved them. And then Jenna, to um, make sure they get away... She has the bag full of the seven treasures, and she opens it to shine the light on them. The she strobe opens light it to shine the thing? light of the treasures on the dark disciples. Yes, it really strobes in there in this in this uh, case. Sure does. And the dark disciples use their dark water guns, and they got just the wettest fart sound uh, for <laughs> these fucking guns. It is offensive. They probably had it in their library, and they're like, finally! They bought it for from Nickelodeon for like $50, and they're going to get every <laughs> single penny out of it. $50 was a lot of money back then. The yeah. 90s. Get for a fart sound? Soaker. Yeah. The Dark Disciples miss, but they do fuck up the pier some. Uh, and the lady that's clearly Jenna leads them further into this, the island... Bluff is watching this the whole time, and he remembers that he has an air force, so he uh, tells his crew to go fly in there and go get their treasures. I forget why he wants them, but he wants them. Just because he's a bad guy who wants bad guy stuff. Yeah, it's probable. The lady that's clearly Jenna, but we haven't gotten the reveal yet, uh, whistles in, like, she leads them into a, a dead end, and then she whistles into an empty pipe. Uh, and then a secret door opens up. Ayaz is complaining the whole time because that's his job. Yeah. Uh, and uh, the Dark Disciples run past that little alcove. And the uh, the Dagrons also can't find anything. They're in... Uh, the crew is in a tunnel and um, definitely not Jenna is uh, leading them somewhere. And at this point, uh, Ren actually... Like, it's kind of smart... Because they were rescued first instead of trying to question as it was happening. And yeah. It's like, who who are you? Why are you helping us? And it's... So Jenna turns around and she pulls back her cloak. And it's like, oh, it's Jenna. And some guy who's got the weirdest hair configuration I've ever seen. Yeah. Because he's got a unibrow that turns into like a Magneto... Or not a... Like a Scarlet Witch style headdress. He was one of the guys who was who was stealing from them earlier, though. Yeah. Which is, as we noted earlier, a dick move. Yeah. So this ship is a ship that they just stole. So it's not like any of them would have been familiar with it. So I don't know why they would have thought to start knocking loose floorboards and shit. But they found the treasures regardless. Yeah. Did... Did Jenna give him the compass? 
I don't remember who gave him the compass. Or was that? I the... don't remember either. I think it was Godzilla who gave him the compass. Oh yeah, she I think you're right. Yeah, yeah. So like, it's not like she would have had a spare thing to find them with. But maybe she was the one who, when he was younger, taught him how to make little trap doors, and so she <laughs> knew what to look for. Some pretty heavy lifting on our part to make that make sense. Yeah, well, there's a lot of that in this show. Or maybe there's just a standard hidey hole on that style of ship. Yeah, that could be true, too. She knows the uh, the schematics for all the ship types. <laughs> as, a, as a lighthouse uh, lady, you need to know such things. That's true. When uh, a ship crashes, you need to know how to get the best loot before the authorities show up. Exactly. Ayaz does not appreciate being around the people that stole from him, which is, you know, I get it. That's fair, yeah. I think. But as they're having that argument uh, about how he doesn't like being in the company of the people that stole from him, even though he is a thief, uh, <laughs> Tentacle Man notices that some of the footprints go into a wall. Uh, footprints, man. It's always the giveaway. It's just one person who had the heavy feet, though, but they figure out who is wherever. And then the second least logical thing happens where... Uh, Jenna uh, holds up her half of the picture, but it's the half that Ren had earlier. Uh, okay, when I was watching it, I thought... Her, and then he yeah, holds she... up the other half of the photo of him, and they link together yeah. like a yin-yang. I, I was pretty sure that she had the picture he had earlier, and I was confused, but I just yeah. let it go. Yeah, it doesn't make any sense. It's a nice moment that they share, though. And she's like, hey, here's the magic stuff that I stole from you. I can't imagine why this show didn't make it. <laughs> yeah. And she's like, good job on ke- getting all these treasures. And he's like, I only got seven. She's like, well, maybe seven's good enough. It's like, the whole premise of this show is that seven isn't good enough. <laughs> you need the 13. But fucking maybe, I guess. I guess seven think- is technically half. They should have never put a number on it, because if this had been successful, they could have just hunted treasures indefinitely. Yeah. Or, like, they could have set it up for seven, but there are more. Like, you need at least seven of these artifacts to protect your city or whatever. But sure, damn enough, uh, they're found out by the tentacle guy. They run out the other end of the tunnel, uh, but they're not quick enough to knock it. Uh, like there's two goons who are trying to close it off, but they're not fast enough. So the dark disciples are getting through the tunnels without an issue. And Jenna yells at them to get into the lighthouse now. And that's the moment when uh, Conk and Meth Jafar come swooping in. These two seem too high on the totem pole to be doing all of his grunt work. Yeah. And Conk's fucked up way too much for him to be still trusted to do anything. That's true. When there's a whole crew of colorful characters. Yeah. Uh, like, remember the guy with four arms? There's a guy with four arms. Yeah. He did I way mean, I better. I think he failed. I think he still failed, too, but... Well, less yeah, so. it's, that's just how these shows work, though. Yeah. <clears throat> it's not his fault. Ren and some the guy with the weird hair configuration are running for the lighthouse. <laughs> and at the last moment, uh, weird hair shoves Ren into the lighthouse and he gets picked up by a Dagron instead of Ren. And Gunk's like, oh, 
you're not the guy I wanted. And he just drops him into the ocean to die. Which, sometimes they'll do it. Sometimes they fucking won't. And I don't know what the distinction is. <laughs> I mean, we don't see him die or get eaten by dark water. So he maybe knows how to swim. Yeah, maybe. I, I would assume that everyone in this world would know how to swim. You think so. I would think so. That's why I said it out loud. That's true. Good job. But apparently Ren was the last one in line because everybody else is already inside the, the lighthouse and they're barricading the door. Uh, Jenna says something to the effect of the people that were helping him were the only subjects left. And then there's like, fuck, we need more. We need, <laughs> we need more gun fodder so we can get out of here. Yeah. Which is the most honest thing anyone has said in these shows. <laughs> We need to throw more human suffering at our problem until it goes away. Yeah. Well, we make a quick getaway. We need to survive. You can stay and fight. <laughs> there are no action figures of you guys. That's right. Nobody even knows your name, James or Jem. <laughs> G- Gina? Gemma. Do you think Do you think they made a Jenna action figure? Absolutely not. They didn't even make a Tula action figure. I guess that's true. So there's more Dagrons, or the same two, and uh, the Dark Disciples start shooting their their dark water guns at them with the same terrible fart sound effect. It's just the wettest fart. It's really terrible (laughs) to listen to. It sounds, especially when they're playing it over and over like that, it sounds like really graphic diarrhea. (laughs) Um, Like you would expect to hear in like, uh, that scene from Three Ninjas where the kids poison those dudes and then they have to shit real bad. I don't know for sure what you're talking about, but I believe you. It happened. Um, <laughs> there were some like incompetent goons that were sent to go collect the three ninja children. Um, and they put like a, a a lot of laxatives in a in a cola and on a pizza or something. Because they were incompetent, they ate and drank the cola and ate the pizza. That's a real uh, then, 90s movie move. Yeah, and then while they were shitting, uh, the three ninjas like kicked in the, the bathroom door and punched him in the face or whatever. <laughs> we it tried some three ninjas. It was a fucking... It was a lot all in one. I feel like there's like three or four of them. I think I so. There's at least three. I I know I saw them, but I don't remember anything about them. And I, I don't mean we should watch the them kids for this. Were Rocky Colt and Tum Tum? Yes. Uh, I know that their grandpa was uh, some sort of ninja master. Of course. And I think both of their parents, including the one that was supposed to have the Japanese grandpa, were white. If I'm, I could be misremembering that, I know at least the dad is just some white guy. <laughs> In the second one, it was called uh, Three Ninjas Kick Back, and it, which is actually a lot more clever than it seems, because in the movie, they go to Japan, and they make friends with some uh, young lady there who kept getting uh, American idioms incorrect, so she would say kick back instead of kick butt. So oh. the title of that movie is Three Ninjas Kick Butt. I feel like one of them is Three Ninjas Surf's Up. You're thinking of Surf Ninjas, which is a whole other thing. Uh, (laughs) An equally amazing film, though. It's got Leslie Nielsen (laughs) in it. 
and uh, Ernie Reyes Jr. as the titular surf ninja. And, for some reason, Rob Schneider. What do you mean, for some reason? For the best reason. Eh, maybe at the time. It was before Three he ninjas- started doing Deuce Bigelow and, like, the, the animal where he fucked a goat or whatever. He started doing those. Three Ninjas Kickback is the third one. It's the third one? Three Ninjas... Yeah, Three Ninjas Knuckle Up is the second one. And the oh. fourth one is called Three Ninjas High Noon at Mega Mountain. Oh. Shit. Look at that. Okay. Well, maybe I haven't seen the second one. <laughs> yeah, it really sounded like you've seen the the third one there. Yeah, it really did, didn't it? <laughs> I I can't believe I got the order of the Three Ninjas films incorrect. Ah, it's okay. You can edit this. My shame knows no bounds. Anyway, back on this thing. Um, The fart guns go off and the dag runs fly away. Meanwhile, Ayaz is yelling threats through the door. But then, uh, I said too many names. What was her name? Gina? Uh, uh, Jenna. Jenna. Jenna tells uh, Ren to take the treasures up to the roof and hopefully that'll do something. And Ren isn't like, what? (laughs) What the fuck are you talking about? He says, okay. And then does that. <laughs> and then does that. But first he has to take, like, she does some, she pushes aside some bricks and uh, makes what seems to be a keyhole. Yeah. Um, and at that point, tentacle guy is, uh, slams his tentacle through the, uh, through the door and wraps it around Jenna. Jenna? Jenna? Yes. It's the most regular name. So tentacle guys got Jenna by the by the by the throat. by the by the throat. Correct. And uh, what's her face? And uh, Tula is trying to futilely swipe at him, but I guess his fucking tentacles are too spongy. Yeah, he can't be cut work. with by normal means. But then Ren realizes that oh right, I have magic fucking tokens here that I can just use to do stuff. And so this he, guy is powered by dark water, so. So he takes out one of the Chaos Emerald-looking ones and s- puts it on the tentacle, and it glows hot. The guy doesn't yell out in pain or anything, but he does take his tentacle away. And then Jenna says, very cryptically, take the key and put the treasures upstairs. I think he goes downstairs. Um, well, he runs over the wall. And then he slams his sword into the keyhole, mm-hmm. which I guess he knew all along. Which would make... S- I bet the rest of the sword's in that fucking wall. Yeah. Because otherwise it wouldn't fit, right? Correct. A key, I would assume, would take the whole blade. Because that keyhole's not designed for just a nub. Right. Or, unless it was, which would be super fucking weird. Yeah. Um... But he does just run right over there. The, the door itself doesn't look thick enough for the rest of the blade to be in there, but wh- fucking whatever. Shut up. Yeah. Yeah. But he does hop on uh, to, like, the... <laughs> you, you know that shitty elevator in the Ghostbusters house playset where you'd put your guy on there and he would spin real fast? That's basically Kinda. what they got. It's basically what they got here. And I guess to get in the top of the lighthouse, you gotta go down... Because fuck you, that's why. Yeah, because um, he goes down. It's very confusing. It really is. Uh, 
Meanwhile, the Dark Disciples are punching holes through the door. Um, one of them smashes the, his fist through the door while holding his glass water gun. Which, <laughs> it's fucking tough. Man. Kind of starts, you know, shaking it all around. He squirts some shit water out. And Ayaz is just, like, right there at the door trying to keep everybody at bay. But eventually there's too many shit cannons in there. So... Instead of taking them and using them on them, I don't know if the Dark Disciples were exposed to dark water, and that's what changed them into the weird alien heads. I would think so, yes. Okay. So maybe they wouldn't be affected by dark water? Yeah, I I think that's probably the deal. Okay. Well, he still could have just, like, broken their arms one by one as they came through the door. He absolutely should have. But everybody runs upstairs as to not die. Um. And Ren reaches the bottom of wherever he's going, and he falls flat on his face. Um, and somehow he's at the lighthouse top. I guess. No, I think. I think he's still at the bottom. I think that whatever happens goes to the top. Okay, that would make more sense. We'll keep watching and let everyone know. There is a pool of some sort at the bottom, and logically, it's filled with dark water. I don't know, it does look like he's at the top of a lighthouse. Sure does. There's a bunch of panes of glass all around him and a pool in the center. And then all of a sudden, uh, his dad Mufasa's again. And his floating head is there. He's like, you gotta put these gems in the walls, bro. That doesn't make any sense, dad. What the fuck is that? (laughs) I just realized that dad's hat... He's got a crown in the shape of that stupid fucking squid that that one lady drew on the wall. Remember was that? she? She was. Was she his former lover? Yes. Or was there a different former lover? She was at least on his immediate staff. Yeah. He Mufasa's, and then his head dissipates after saying, "Just put him in the fucking wall." I don't know, man. And then the Dark Dweller raises out of the pool, which wasn't. What's-his-face's immediate concern? Like, I would have grabbed a treasure <laughs> and just, like, held it over the pool. Yeah, jam it in there. Because that's where he's gonna come from, dude, and he did. What are you doing? <laughs> Being um, a, a knucklehead. Yeah, and he... So the Dark Dweller grabs him by the ankle and lifts him up and starts trying to ragdoll him. And the first most ridiculous thing in this episode happens. Okay, yeah, I think you're right, because... The rest of the guys was upstairs. They, they went up, and they're at the top of a lighthouse where you'd expect to yeah. find them. The windows are slightly different than where Ren is. A little bit, but tentacle guy has chased uh, Jenna, Tula, and I guess I as a Nidler. I don't remember seeing them, but they're probably up there. Nid- up Nidler's the there. Okay, and he's got the monkey skull, and he's listening to uh, the Dark Dweller, and. Jenna's like, you'll never find them or the treasures. And right away, the Dark Dweller's like, actually, I have them both. Go ahead and fucking kill these guys. <laughs> Which is probably the best part of the episode. This It's so fucking ridiculous. So Red is being dangled by one ankle. He's upside down. Both of his arms are free. Please remember that both of his arms are free. <laughs> uh, one weird venom tentacle is holding the treasures. Presumably, the Dark Dweller wants to destroy the treasures and he's taunting Ren by holding it just out of reach from his human arms that are stationary and cannot grow like venom tentacles can. However, 
Ren does manage to wiggle his way over, and <laughs> instead of using his human hands that are completely entirely free, he uses his fucking mouth to grab the bag <laughs> and shake it open like a dog trying to kill a toy. Yes. 100% everything Sky said is correct. The most fucking ridiculous thing. And then all the treasures float to their spots on the res- on the wall. Sure. On their display panels. And they spray magic at the Dark Disciple. Which, to my knowledge of the show so far, they were not designed for. Because they were designed for, like, weird spires in the middle of the fucking ocean. I, uh, whatever. Yep. I mean, I guess maybe originally they did this, and then then they went and put them on spires in the middle of the ocean. I don't know. Yeah, it doesn't matter. Because turns out you only do need seven. Because fuck you, that's why. Well, no, not quite. You just need seven for now. Right. But they do attach to the wall for whatever reason. And then light beams shoot and kill the, the venom symbiote that's there. And they also seal the rift in the fucking ocean floor where he was coming from somehow. Yes. And then they charge up the the lighthouse, uh, making all of the Dark Disciples, you know, scream out in pain because it's so bright, but it's really not that bright. Uh, but it is strobing, so maybe they all just have epilepsy and they're being really inconsiderate. Um, and then the monkey skull explodes. Uh, for tentacle guy he goes over the side of the the lighthouse and then the lighthouse shines a bunch of uh, light onto half of octopon and it turns back immediately into regular octopon yeah it's like at the end of the lion king when the the clouds uh leave and the grass all grows back so since the dark dweller got sealed back into the earth is 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 dark water over is there no more dark water in pirates of dark water i don't know I mean, I guess we got a few more episodes to find out. The 13 treasures of rule were placed on the ocean floor to keep the Dark Dweller in his dark prison, I guess. But they were since dispersed a very long time ago. I guess like 20-ish years, give or take. Mm-hmm. So why the fuck was the Dark Dweller still just chilling in his undersea prison? It's a good question. Okay. We got... Well, I mean, I don't think the show has a definite ending, so I don't think we'll ever fully find out. Yeah, I guess. But Bluff, from his vantage point, is watching uh, the end of a Power Rangers episode-esque uh, revitalization of the city. He's like, oh, look at that. They fixed half <laughs> it, I guess. Oh, fuck, there's a tidal wave, and his ship gets hit by a really huge wave. And then everybody else is uh, run. Stumbles up from the ocean floor, I guess, to the top of this fucking lighthouse, because I guess that's the span that goes. We made it up there pretty quick, though. Well, maybe he took that elevator. That could be. Uh, everybody's happy to see him. They're like, hey, we halfway did it. I see a lot of full smiles for a half job done. Reconstruction on can finally begin. But it also seems to have already happened, so. It's also just got to be a fucking relief to have the those seven treasures where they belong and they can't be ideally can't be stolen anymore well they say out loud they cannot be removed yeah all right well good there we go several times and also all the creepy big eyed dudes change back to regular ugly dudes in this cartoon you think it would absolutely be worth it then to go find a treasure sail back to octopon put it in the wall let's do it piecemeal right yeah yeah one at a time 
for sure. Now that you know this. Especially because Jenna goes on to explain that half of it has been transformed forever and half of it hasn't, but it is in fact a sanctuary from the dark water and the dark dwelling. Yeah. Yeah. So like, good, good, good job, y'all. You did most of it. I hope you find the rest of them before you get canceled. Like as there's a bunch of other scenes happening and like we see some dark dweller squiggles come out of a, a different rift in the sea so i guess he still can get out somehow okay he, the but back that, door right we see a bunch more treasures that are just fucking nowhere just sitting in a, in the ocean somewhere and they're changing uh, but, shape does that matter we don't know what they look like yet like yeah th- are the here, one just melted it's like, <laughs> did it turn into water because that's not convenient at all <laughs> You got to get the right bucket of water and splash it on that wall, I suppose. <laughs> I guess. But yeah, G- G- uh, Jenna? Jenna! I keep trying to call her Gina. That's wrong. I know. But she, yeah, she gives a proper pep talk saying, good job, team. We did half of it. Now we have to do the other half. And then we cut over to Bloth, who's mad. He's like, I'm going to kill Conk about it. And... And Meth Jafar. It's like, fucking finally, just do it. Stop talking about it. Pick them up and mash them together until their fucking skulls are full of goo. Yeah, but instead, Tentacle Guy comes over the side of the of the ship. He's like, we're teammates now. Guy I haven't met before. And he says, I, it seems you needed another action figure. And Bluff is just kind of completely cool with it. Or at the very least, has nothing to say to the otherwise. He, he strokes his beard as if to say, hmm, okay. Hmm. All right. Hmm. Yeah, he's clearly considering it, but he's also this guy just came onto his ship and told him what he was gonna do, and that doesn't strike me as a thing true. Bluff would put up with. But also, this I mean, man, Captain has a Malcolm scary... Reynolds, would never. <laughs> I suppose that's true. But this man has a scary half fish face, so that's true. You know. Firefly didn't have any weird alien monsters. No. That's the show I need to rewatch. I was just saying that to someone recently. I hope it's still good. You gotta ignore all the Joss Whedon stuff that keeps coming out about him, but... You know, it's free to shut your fucking mouth, Joss. You don't gotta keep or, digging. Or you can you can uh, let a place write an article about you that, uh, while intended to make you sound better, just makes you sound like more of an asshole. <laughs> it's always free to just shut your fucking mouth. <laughs> well, that's how it ends with a uh, tentacle guy who I assume has a name, but I will never. You probably. I assume this, you gotta... this will be a distinctive feature moving forward, and it, there won't be more than one tentacle guy, which could yeah. be a mistake on my part. It's hard to say. Yeah. Well, we'll find it's out. Anyone's ga- it's anyone's game at this point. Indeed. A lot happened in this episode, and yet, yeah. not, not much. Jake. It's well, it's the setup for season two. Yeah. What was the most turtlerific part? When Ren bit open that bag. <laughs> like an angry dog. Yeah. There was absolutely no reason for him to use his teeth when both of his hands were free. I when I watched it I was like, Oh, that's ridiculous, but I didn't even it didn't even register to me that his hands were free. Yeah, he chose to do that. Yeah. <laughs> he said, You know what? I got all these fingers for fingering. I'm going to use my teeth. I'm going to rip that bag open. 
Use my teeth for teething. Gonna get that peanut butter out. <laughs> Let's see what's inside here. Oh, yep, it's my jewels. What about you, Sky? What did you think was uh, the most turtle-rific? Is that where we're at? Turtle-rific? Yeah. Uh, turtle-rific. I don't know, man. There was so much weird stuff that happened. And you took <laughs> mine. So I think it's amazing. You can have the same one. Yeah, it's true. You have you have diphtheria. We can't we can't um you know have you thinking harder than you need to. That's true. So I'm gonna give it also to uh, Ren suddenly having rabies and trying to savage open <laughs> rock with his teeth. Uh, who's the most likable or effective character? I'm gonna go with uh, Jenna, I guess, because she got the job done in the end. She got the jewels and Ren where they needed to be. And yeah. uh, good for her for surviving yeah. the downfall of her society. I think we both assumed she was dead. Yes. And possibly the writers of season one also assumed so. Yeah, I would wager. There were uh, there was a pretty decent casualty count in this episode. Yeah. Like it when they kill people. Yeah. They do the damn thing. Instead of... Like, dick it around. Instead of not doing the damn thing? Yeah. I'm gonna give it to Tula, because she kicked a hole in a boat uh, based on no previous information, just confidence. That was good. Sometimes that's all you need is a little confidence. Yeah, I don't think I would have the confidence to throw my whole body off of a ship to swing it around and smash through a boat like I was Mm -hmm. goddamn Jackie Chan. Absolutely not. So, uh, what'd you do for a pop culture palate cleanse over the last four to five weeks? I think it's been longer than that, <laughs> but um, that's a great question. There was a Christmas in there. We also saw Spider-Man, I think, in there. We did. Um, more recently, Katie's been rewatching um Superstore, which is one of my favorite shows. So, we're rewatching some of that with her, which I really like. There's new Star Wars High Republic uh Stuff coming out, uh, you know, big kid books, little kid books, comics. So I've been keeping up with all of that. Uh, Peacemaker has been pretty good. I think I'm one episode behind. Actually, probably two episodes behind now that it is Sunday. But uh, that I've I've really enjoyed that. I think, uh, you know, for the most part, that's uh, that's about it. You You should watch Peacemaker, Sky. I don't have HBO, whatever. You should. Okay, I don't though. I mean, just get it when it when this is all out. Just get it for the trial. Watch, watch, uh, uh, Suicide Squad, and then Peacemaker, and then you can peace out. Yeah, probably. I liked Suicide Squad, but I the Peacemaker show is much better. I think. Sure. Don't say sure like that. I'm just telling you. Okay, I believe you. I just don't. I'm gonna slap you. What about you, Sky? What did you do for a What did you do for a pop culture palette? Glenn's. A whole bunch of stuff. I have actually been All trying stuff? to write down uh, stuff that I watch as I watch it, so I remember the stuff that I watch. I watched uh, that Wheel of Time show, and then I watched uh, The Witcher Season 2, and I uh, watched them too close together, and I kind of merged the two of them, and I can't tell. I was going to say, that's a lot of fantasy at once. Yeah, they're very similar in in several ways, and it's hard to, to, to divorce them. <laughs> They're both cool for different reasons, um, but I really enjoyed both of those. I did tweet about this. I watched a movie called Meander, or perhaps the French way of saying that word. 
uh, about it was as though it was written by my anxieties and my deepest fears. Uh, it's about a lady who gets abducted and then put into what is essentially a big hamster habit trail where she has to crawl through tubes that will randomly get smaller or will block her off and try to set her on fire or like will lead into water and she'll have to blindly jump into you know water. You uh you love finding movies. Yeah. It um makes no attempt to explain or justify anything that happens in the movie. At one point she climbs her way th- into what appears to be a sphincter and into a big like fleshy part and it may have been aliens i don't know it was fucking weird i mean you gotta appreciate a movie that doesn't even they're just like fuck it we're just got a bunch of cool stuff to show you like yeah it started out with a lady who got trapped in a thing and i was like that's a, a thing that makes sense but then like the guy who i assumed was going to be the one who captured her because they set him up to be a serial killer and then he tried to kill her he was also in the weird tube maze. Uh, and then we saw him die and come back as a zombie. So it was fucking weird. That sounds very weird. It was. I also am keeping up with, or I'm behind now, but I uh, watched, the Man- or not the Mandalorian, the other one, the Book of Boba Fett. Boba Fett? Uh, oh, you're I, behind now? I am at least a, maybe two episodes behind. I've seen three you're- of them. Uh, then you're two episodes behind because episode five is has been everyone's favorite, and when you watch it, you'll know why. <laughs> uh, yeah, I haven't watched it since I was live texting you as I was watching it. Uh yeah. Then I think there are two more since then. Yeah. Uh good show. Highly recommend. Yeah, it's very good. Uh, I wrote down little uh, short abbreviated descriptions. To help me remember what it was about, but I watched a movie called Prospect, and I wrote down Spake, Space, Egg, Rocks, and The Mandalorian, question mark? And I have no recollection of any of that. So uh, I can't help you. Probably is Pedro means something. Pascal, is Pedro Pascal in it? Pedro Pascal is in it. And there were rocks okay. that looked like eggs. Alright, well, there we go. They were with yellow yolks in them. I don't remember what happened in it, though, but I watched it. Alright, good job. Um, we're getting I, there. <laughs> That one hurt a bunch. It sounded I, uh, like it. It hurt me. Yeah, I watched uh, the Critical Role animation that just launched on uh, Amazon. The Legend of the Vox Machan- Machina. Vox Machina. It's fine. I don't really like Critical Role that much. Uh, everybody's a bit pretentious, I find. Um, everybody else seems to like it a lot, but I, I don't really care for it. But the cartoon's well animated. And it's fine. <laughs> <laughs> I'll probably keep watching because it's good enough to keep watching. Because you got to watch something. That's right. And also there's a new Pokemon game, so I'm focusing on that a lot. Yeah, Sky- Sky's tits deep in that. Well, it came out last Friday, and I fell asleep at like 8 o'clock that day because I have not been feeling well if you had not been <laughs> able to tell. So I haven't played it as much as I probably would have, but it is a pretty good game so far. They uh, set in a, a date for the star, the new Star Wars Lego game that uh, <laughs> the one you pre ordered like four years ago. Well, I didn't pre order it, but I bought a Switch in I think two thousand and nineteen. Mm. Um, 
in anticipation of this game coming out that year. <laughs> or maybe early 2020. I'm not totally sure. But uh, we're getting it in April, so that's exciting for me. Yay. And this is the Lego one that has all of the Star Wars? Yeah, it's the Lego um, Skywalker Saga. And for 10 extra dollars, I can get the Mandalorian right off the bat, so I'm probably going to do that. <laughs> Why wouldn't you? I know. I'm a sucker. Yeah, I mean, if it's something you can just download immediately and get all the stuff that you want, why wouldn't you? Exactly. There's, I, I think the it, the deluxe edition comes with like six DLCs right away. <laughs> nice. I'm a person that likes to have the little cartridge because I like to have things. Oh, I'll buy the little cartridge too. I, okay. I don't know. I'll probably get a code or something that downloads. I don't know how it yeah, works. I don't play things. Mean. Yeah, that, that'll that's usually if it's like a pre-order, they'll give you a code or whatever. But yeah, I don't know. Um, it's been a minute since I downloaded a game, so I don't do that a lot. But there is a game coming out that looks like a Legend of Zelda clone, but with like a female protagonist and a lot more magic and crafting. So I might get that. It was only projected to be like fourteen bucks, which is damn reasonable. Instead of the like eighty dollars I'm going to spend to play the fucking Lego game. <laughs> well, uh, this Pokemon game that was just released was only like 50 bucks, so it's not terrible. Yeah. Well, the Lego game, with I think with the DLC, is $70. Yeah, I suppose with the DLC that makes sense, though. Yeah, it's not great. It's not, but they they know you'll pay it, and you're going to. And I will. Yeah. So, yeah, they won. It's what they did with, to me when I bought Breath of the Wild. They're like, do you want to buy all of it right now? This DLC won't be released for six months. It's like, yeah, fucking hook me up. I'll pay it now and then forget. And then eventually you'll tell me and I guess I'll get it. <laughs> well, I think we've done it, Sky. We did. Uh, we came, we came back and did it. Do you want to do the outro too? No, that's too many words for me to know. <laughs> I've usually I've usually checked out by this point, so I can't remember. Me too, actually. I just kind of do this on autopilot. Oh, well, good. I hope you still got the keys to that autopilot. Uh, thank you guys very much for listening. Even though I sound like trash, you can email the show at popculturefailure at gmail.com. You can follow the show at popculturefailure with no E at the end. You can follow me. I am at Sandwich Surplus. I'm at Midwest Love Affair. As always, defund the police, Black Lives Matter. And stay frosty, everyone. We did it. <laughs>